1: Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This episode of the Oral Health Podcast is brought to you by the Wrigley Oral Healthcare Program. We'll link all of their information in the description below. Hello and welcome to the Oral Health Podcast. So in connection with National Smile Month, we are bringing you bite-sized discussions from different people in dentistry about oral health and a wide variety of topics. So today we're going to be talking about how we can take care of our oral health ourselves. Um, so today I am joined by not one, but two guests. We've got Tim Newton and Avajit Banerjee. So the world that we're in is changing all of the time. Of course, With a global pandemic and now hopefully coming out the other side of it, what we did 12 months ago is now very different to what we do now, not just in dental health, but in absolutely everything. And that disruption in routines could cause potentially some of us to forget to do things or not do things as often or just because our routines have been disrupted. So one positive, though, to come out of the pandemic is that our healthcare attitudes are shifting more and more towards prevention. And so preventative dental care will mean things like Brushing twice a day, flossing, mouthwash, sugar-free gum, things like that. Things that you can do yourself to take care of any problems, potential problems, I should say, before they actually manifest. So, Tim, what things would come under preventative care? Have I missed anything?
0: Um, that sounds like to me like you've covered everything there. The the message is, is relatively simple. Um, so uh, there's brushing your teeth twice a day. Um Cleaning in between, so floss and interdental brushes, which you mentioned, uh, using a mouthwash at a different time to when you brush your teeth, Mm -hmm. Um, chewing sugar-free gum and trying to cut down on those sugar-containing snacks.
2: Yeah, I'd agree. And I think uh, a point that was made, that the the pandemic has had obviously lots of negative uh, impacts to people, but potentially the awareness of people's own health has increased. And I think that's something we can use to our benefit in terms of uh, talking to the public and talking to patients and engaging with them. So um, on top of what Tim has just said, it's, it's being able to reinforce those messages and enabling them uh, mm-hmm. uh, within their lifestyles and the change in the lifestyle that they've experienced uh, to, to, to practice sort of preventive uh, oral health care.
0: I'd agree that the pandemic has been, you know, enormously disrupted. You know, that's so obvious. But actually, it also provides the opportunity to kind of rethink how we've been doing things, and um, both in the way we deliver dentistry, but also perhaps personally how we look after our teeth and try to kind of see whether we can modify some of the things we might have got into uh, habitually, add some new habits, make some new changes. So I think it's also an opportunity to kind of disrupt what's been going on previously and do something new
1: being on zoom calls all day i am looking at my teeth all the time so i think that if anything could urge people on to maybe go oh i need to brush a little bit more there or, oh god my gums look a bit weird so i better floss today or you can get uh, motivation from unlikely places i guess
0: yeah absolutely what
1: right. would you say um because you mentioned uh, habits and routines has the way that you um like talk about preventative care with patients has that changed significantly because everything has changed zoom appointments instead of going in
2: um if if i kick off with that one um i think you know what the the actual prevention messages haven't changed i think that that's actually quite an important point the the underlying messages have always been pretty much the same i think the emphasis and as we've already touched on the awareness Uh, from patients is something that we can use to our advantage and obviously the 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 sort of logistics of being able to see patients in a a dental clinic and the fact you mentioned that there's been more sort of teledentistry you know using computer screens and phones and things like this means we do have to rethink how we deliver the message so um, but as Tim's alluded to we can we use that to our advantage. And, and I think uh, what's key is about engaging uh, patients to appreciate the, the value of their oral health. And I think the fact that dent- uh, patients have not been able to go to the dentist so easily and get appointments and things like that has, again, potentially increased the priority of their own oral health in relative to, to everything else that's happening in, in their lives previously. So I know we're trying to put a positive spin on this, but I think this is the chance for us to be able to do that. And I don't know, Tim, do you, what, what, yeah. what do you think about that?
0: My take's slightly different. And there's a kind of theme that's coming, which is that actually it's always been true that the role of the patient in looking after their teeth is absolutely critical. Um, but actually, I think because there's been less access to dentistry during all the various lockdowns, mm-hmm. it's become more apparent Patients. And so that really creates the opportunity to say, well, now you really get it that actually you're responsible for your teeth 365 days a year. So what you do is massively important. How can we help you think about and plan to make some really, really healthy choices?
1: It's at the, like at the end of the day, it's um, as dentists, you can do everything, but it's not your teeth at the end of the day. When someone leaves the chair, it's on them which I think just talking from personal experience, sometimes it gets a little bit lost on, oh, I can just go back and, oh, it's not a big deal. I don't brush every day and I've never had a filling. So clearly I don't need to do it. And that's just absolutely not the case. It's just pure luck if you don't brush and you've never had a filling or you've never had a gum issue. It doesn't mean that it's not necessary, but that could sometimes maybe be lost on people. I know... um, it probably is on everyone at some point we've all skipped a brush here or there The best will in the world <laughs> it will happen but is there anything apart from just brushing flossing any other things that someone can do to avoid things like uh like erosion or decay or staining or like is there anything other than that that they could do to avoid it
2: i think one of the the key areas um as well as, as you've mentioned, in terms of the, the hygiene methods of brushing and flossing, is to look at what causes those problems. Um, so if we're talking about erosion that you just mentioned, or, you know, where, where the teeth sort of erode away because of the acid that's within the food and drink that we, uh, uh, that we consume, it's to have that awareness and I know there's a lot of industry now that are, are starting to give us that information on packaging and and in tv adverts and things like this which again is a is a really positive sort of message uh, to get out there to the public but I think um there are there are simple um things that all, all of us can do so if you do have acidic fruits for example you know your citrus fruits your oranges your lemons your apples things like that or fizzy drinks which are classically the acidic ones um first of all it's, it's very easy to say oh stop eating and drinking these things that's not what we're saying you can have i think everything in moderation is a perfectly wow. legitimate uh, philosophy to have but i think the key thing is um you know if you're going to have something acidic Try to avoid mechanical brushing or flossing of teeth immediately afterwards because the surface of the tooth becomes a little bit softer. And if it's softer and then you're rubbing it with toothbrush or something like that, you can cause more wear quite quickly. So we often advise to wait at least an hour after consuming uh, these foods or um, at least try to rinse your mouth out with, with water, with just normal water. And um, that's another uh, way that will sort of dilute the acid in the mouth, and therefore you won't have those uh, sort of harmful effects. And with tooth decay, I mean, the key dietary factor, as I'm sure most of us know, it's sugar, is is is, is the, the, the critical bit there. And again, it's understanding what sugars are in foods again that's a lot more complicated there's no doubt about that and it's not a simple equation sometimes um but again in moderation and then making sure that at least twice a day either you know beginning of the day and at the end of the day that you spend uh, you know a proper length of time a couple of minute careful brushing
1: Mm -hmm.
2: uh, that can all help
1: so because you know people i know i've definitely thought this at one point of like 2 minutes is too long to be brushing your teeth but actually no when you do every side and every tooth properly there's no way that it could take any less than that if it's if you're not doing it for long enough it's because you're not brushing everywhere that you need to and one of the things i know when i started working with the foundation um because i'm not medical i came in with very very little dental knowledge um the disclosing tablets i know i've used them and just went oh god that is grim like all of the places that you don't realize you're missing but you clearly are and then they can really help point out those those problem areas they
2: they can and I mean a lot of people don't like using them because they're quite messy Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs)
2: and you know and, and I think that's also really actually quite important in terms of motivating people to you know to use the correct practices And, you know, we live in a very technologically enhanced world and more and more of our gadgets that we can use, our electric brushes and things like this, all are now coming with apps and bits of software that will give you some of this guidance. And for, you know, some some members of the public, that actually is quite a a motivational way of, of, of using tech. And the other thing is, Put a radio on play some music you know listen to a podcast or something and, mm-hmm. and time it for two or three minutes and that sort of helps sort of helps you time you know the, mm-hmm. the amount of uh, you know that you're the time you're spending on cleaning and and working with the dental team the oral healthcare team when you go and visit the dentist or the hygienist or the therapist you know to help them make sure your technique is right
0: um if i had one very quick piece of advice. It would be following on from what Abby just said. Actually, is, is when you go to, when you next go to your healthcare team, the dental healthcare team, ask the dentist or the hygienist or the therapist or whoever you you meet, just say to them, "Where I am now, what's the best one thing I could do?"
2: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
0: And they'll give you some advice rather than telling you everything you need to do. They'll give you some advice about what that one thing you could do, what the one change could be. Then really work at that. And then when you go back, say, well, you know, done that one. What's what's the next thing? Rather than trying to change your entire routine, Mm -hmm. which is a bit what happened to us all during lockdown at once. See it as a long term commitment to gradual change, working, as Avi said, with the dental
1: team together that's a good point because it is going to be different for everybody not everyone's gonna have the same i don't like to use the word quick fix because it's not a quick fix but the the same one thing with um like sensitive teeth is there anything different that you need to do with sensitive teeth
2: from a from a sort of practical point of view uh the it again is the cause it always is going back to the sort of root cause of the problem um and often that might be dietary again acidic food and drink can sort of essentially open up, soften the surface of the tooth and open up. So if you like little holes in the surface of the tooth, and that can then trigger that sensitivity towards the center of the tooth where the nerve and the, you know, the, the tissues are inside the tooth. So it does then make it sometimes exquisitely painful to brush your teeth and clean them. Uh, and that, that then becomes a turn off. Uh, for the patient, quite understandably, and that you can then see, a whole triggers a whole negative sort of, you know, run of events. There are uh, products uh, that are out there at home that you could use. There are uh, sort of uh, toothpastes that are, uh, are actually promoted to sort of desensitize teeth, and you know, you know, toothpaste used for sensitivity. And all the different manufacturers uh, produce their own sort of version. The toothpaste won't work overnight. You have to use it gradually over time, and then you will start to notice that the sensitivity will ease. And also, you moderate the cause, i.e., the diet, for example, that that might be might be causing that problem.
1: But again, it links
2: back to what we just said earlier that you then go and speak to your oral healthcare team—the dentist, the therapist, the hygienist—because there are things that they can also do if it's really, you know, acute.
0: So my one thing which I say to people. Uh, with sensitive teeth is um think of it think of it like a night cream that you might put on your face at night uh so what what i recommend is before you go to sleep smear some sensitive toothpaste
1: mm-hmm.
0: onto the teeth that are sensitive and then don't do anything just leave it on just leave it on overnight and it doesn't work overnight but over a few nights what you're getting is like a, a smear of sensitivity toothpaste um uh working away
1: Okay, that's interesting. Just very quickly as well, um, just to pop in there, because this episode is sponsored by Wrigley, who make lots of fantastic sugar-free gum and that sugar-free gum and chewing it can help your oral health. How does it help your oral health? What is it actually doing?
2: Essentially, um, you have a whole host of different effects. So you've got the chewing effect for a start. So if you're actually chewing, for example, after a meal, Um, Food debris and and things like that can actually get dislodged and moved away from the tooth surface. So that's actually beneficial. The chewing effect stimulates the human body and stimulates the mouth to produce more saliva. The saliva has a washing effect around the teeth. So again, it can dilute the sugars, the acids and things like that that accumulate after a meal. Saliva also contains lots of really clever, good, you know, ingredients inside itself, which can also help strengthen the tooth. So these are all real positives there. OK, um, the, 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 the gums, depending on the type of sugar free gum, they actually may also contain ingredients that that may be slightly antibacterial uh, so, or prevent the, the, the bugs that are in the mouth from sticking to the tooth. So there's a whole host of ways that by chewing a sugar-free gum, even just for 15, 20 minutes after a meal, can be beneficial overall to, to, to oral health. There.
0: What I like about sugar-free gum is it's so easy to do. So it's such an easy intervention.
1: So it's it's like a um, like a tide over through the day if you've had something that, uh, I don't know why, the only example I can think is spinach, but if you have spinach and it helps to get the ick Off your teeth, for lack of a better term,
2: and and most people aren't going to carry a toothbrush and toothpaste around with them in their pocket all day, and therefore, Mm -hmm. Tim says, you know, you are going to eat and you're going to drink. Certainly, after having a meal, after lunch, for example, if you're at work, you know, chewing a you know little tab of uh, a sugar-free gum for twenty minutes, even quite discreetly, can Mm -hmm. be done. Dispose of it properly, of course, and that's very important from an environmental point of view, but. It has genuine and proven benefits. Um, uh, there's been lots of research and clinical studies and things like that that have shown that um, the, the benefits you know, are there and can be manifest quite well. The, the only last thing I'll say as a summary is, and, and Tim alluded to this uh, uh, earlier, is that with what's happened in the world and what's happened in people's lives, I think that the understanding and appreciating the value of oral health has, I think, potentially come up uh, the list of priorities for some people, obviously not necessarily everybody. And I think that's, that's a positive. And I think we as a profession can work with the public to sort of engage with that more and more to to sort of instigate that change in prevention.
1: Yeah, it's, um, the Oral Health Foundation did a, um, a study for Smile Month, where we um, asked a lot of different people across the country questions. And, A very surprising amount um, said that they've actually increased the amount that they're brushing. They're not forgetting to do the nighttime brush because they're not coming in tired from work. And I think it's important as well to look at some positives that could have come out of the last year because there are few and far between.
0: Share your goals because having social support and the kind of social recognition that that you're trying to change your behavior really helps.
1: Mm hmm. Well, it's been so lovely to sit and talk to you. Um, We're going to wrap up for today. Thank you both very much for joining me. Um, Keep uh, listening in for more Smile Month podcasts as we're going to be releasing them throughout the next few weeks. Um, Tim and Avijit, it's been lovely to talk to you. Thank you for joining me and we'll see you next time. Thank you.
2: Cheers. Thank you.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row?